This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Ebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Um, Aaron Dickens was just talking about the inner six-year-old in him, and I saw this story the other day. Um, and I'm sure that many folks know this, but apparently Warren Buffett, like one of the world's richest men or most, you know, kind of well-known guy, that, I mean, he's got billions, right? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. He uh, <clears throat> eats McDonald's for breakfast, drinks five Cokes a day, devours cookies and ice cream. Um, he is uh, in his 90s, but eats like a child. Uh, among his quotes, he said, basically, um, he said... That the death rate of six-year-olds is pretty small, so he's going to eat like one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I found everything I eat by the time I was six. Why should I fool around with all these other foods? If somebody told me I would live an extra year if I ate nothing but broccoli and a few other things, I would say, take the year off the end of my life and let me eat what I want to eat. Yeah, I'd be right there with him. Yeah. He said, he's, he said I think happiness makes an important amount of difference in terms of longevity. Longevity. <laughs> I just cannot get that damn word right. Longevity. <clears throat> I'm happier when I'm drinking Coke or eating hot fudge sundaes or hot dogs. I'm a quarter Coca-Cola. If I eat 2,700 calories a day, a quarter of that is Coca-Cola. I drink at least five 12-ounce servings. I do it every day. I have three Cokes during the day and two at night. Said so I check the uh, actuarial t- tables and the lowest death rate is among six-year-olds. I decided to eat like one. It's the safest course I can take. So anyway. I'm so jealous of him. <laughs> he said broccoli, asparagus, and Brussels sprouts look to me like Chinese food crawling around on a plate. Cauliflower almost makes me sick. I eat carrots reluctantly. I don't like sweet potatoes. I don't even want to be close to a rhubarb. Now, I love, he said it makes me wretch. Now, I love a, good, a great rhubarb pie. That is well documented. My idea of vegetables is green beans, corn, and peas. I like spaghetti and grilled cheese sandwiches. I'll eat meatloaf, but I wouldn't order it in restaurant. Yeah, right there with him. No, you're not. No, you, I don't. You're you halfway with it. it at all. I won't eat it at all. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah I certainly wouldn't. You won't order it in a restaurant or have it at home. No, I wouldn't. He will have it at home. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right about that. Anyway, uh, so there you go. That's. Uh, That's I thought awesome. that was. I thought that was. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Paul says this: spending millions on the Jones, so why not enjoy it? I'm out with Mexico. Staying home and drinking my Folgers coffee with Tim Tadlock. Is he a Folgers? I have Folgers no cut? idea. No idea. Re- remember, you're not going to get this every year. I mean, for a football team, you, I know. I mean, you'd I get know. this once every five or six years. I know. It's not like every single season mm-hmm. we're sending Texas Tech there. We're losing a home game. I, I, I mean, if everybody in the conference was doing it equally, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you lost every six years you played there. Yeah. Five years? Hmm. Does it seem like that big of a deal then? It's not like it's every year. I know. I, I Chuck just, just wants every game at home. I'm just. He deals with the fact that some of our conference games have to be on the road. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just sharing my um, overall emotion. I didn't say it was rational. No, and it's it goes against your own rules. Follow the like money. Like the rule. There's yeah. a reason rule number one is rule number one. 
Yeah, you're right. Because it's yeah. the absolute most important. It's all about Chuck, no, and it. he wants the home game. <laughs> he wants That's to number, go watch the game. That is actually put rule on number his flip four. flops. Yeah, take his napkins over there and chit chat with everybody on the east side. You're right, and don't yeah. don't forget my um, my my cargo Sony, shorts. Sony, no, they don't wear cargo shorts. My Sony Walkman and my my. Uh, my hat. Your yeah. visor. My visor. It's, it's yeah. the same reason that you played Baylor in Arlington. I know. I hated that. Because you were offered a bunch of money to do I it. I know. Okay. And, and why did they and, take and that And your game? athletic director said, yes, we'll take the money. Yeah. I got it. And, okay. and why was it that game? Because more often than not, when the Tech students weren't here after Thanksgiving, you could have heard a pin drop on carpet in that stadium for the Baylor game. You guys were making too much sense this morning. Well, it, you're not making sense with your own beliefs. Yeah. So, you, so what you're saying is I'm contradictory this morning. A little that's exactly. Yes. That if you looked up the synonym for all the words <laughs> I just said, that's exactly what I just said. A little contradictory. Well, it is. It is. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Um, Six thirty-five this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT973.com for that or the mobile app. The Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well. Do uh, you have any interest in the NBA playoffs? Mm, a little bit. I, I kind of been, I haven't been watching the games as much, but just kind of following the scores every mm-hmm. day to see who's, who's doing what and who's advancing and all that good stuff. Okay. Uh, Celtics lost uh, to the 76ers. Yeah, without night. without your boy Joel. I know. I saw that James Harden hit a big shot. I was like forty five points for Harden. I was like, it's like he's still playing and in the playoffs. I was like, <laughs> he had more than a big shot. He had yeah. a lot of big shots. He did have a lot of big shots. And then, um, and then the Suns lose to the Nuggets last night, ninety seven to eighty seven. And I, Chris Paul got hurt. Well, the other, the other what I was going to say is that that kind of warms my heart because Kevin Durant. It, he keeps he's like ring chasing to a degree uh it feels like or just can't get can't get yeah look at all those championships the sons have won wait well well but he asked to be traded he did after being so requesting the guys who were there chuck's right i mean he's trying to be maybe a kingmaker how about that maybe that's maybe that's Maybe that's better because it didn't work out in New in, in New Jersey, even though he had his guy with him, Kyrie. He didn't have his guy with him, and then the Kyrie got traded to the Mavs, and that's yeah. when he basically forced a trade to the Suns. Yeah, yeah. And I, the Suns are a very good team, mm-hmm. and so him going there was an attempt at getting a ring. Yeah, I find myself rooting for Denver in in this particular situation. Maybe it's more of my disdain for Kevin Durant, but. I think that's fair. You know, uh, but I find I find myself I find myself rooting for that. You know, it's it's funny. Um, and then in the playoffs tonight, Heat and Knicks and the Lakers and Warriors. Uh, I'm I'm rooting for the Lakers just because it seems like a good story. Plus, they got Darvin Ham, you know, coaching. What's the good story? Well, I mean, I think that they were like giving up for dead. You know. I don't like the I don't like rooting for LeBron, but <clears throat> I'm rooting for Darvin Ham. Um, and then and then yeah, no story that involves LeBron James is a good one. Yeah, and then the Knicks. I'm I'm rooting for the Knicks. I'd His like to, return to Cleveland and winning a championship there was fun. I'd like to see the Knickerbockers. Um, it was a long time ago though. Get into the NBA Finals. I think that would I think that would make no matter who they play. I think that would make for some compelling 
eyeball watching just because they've not they've not been there in so long. Yeah, it's such a terrible thing. The Knicks can't make it to the NBA Finals. They would definitely uh, ESPN would love some of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They would they would love they would love a, they would love a lot of that. I was I was thinking about this the other day, and I, I didn't know what you guys' thought was on this, but gen, generally speaking. Uh, for me, with regard to the NFL, like if a, a player is drafted from a school that you don't particularly like, but he becomes a, a player on, on your, quote, NFL team, I, I have less of a problem with that than maybe you would think. Like, for instance, if, you know, for instance, like I don't like the fact that Tyree Wilson got selected by the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll root for him kind of like you might root for Josh Young against the Yankees to a degree, but not really. Um, but I, I'm not going to root for the Raiders to be successful by any stretch of the imagination. And I, while I hope Tyree does well, I really kind of hope that he does well enough that he gets traded somewhere else. But yeah, in the same in the same token, you know, the Chiefs picked a K State guy, and now I'm all I'm all in on him because now he's a Chief. He's not necessarily a Wildcat. Does that make any sense to you? Sure, you do, okay. you man. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's. How the, did we get there? Just how did we get there? <laughs> From talking was, about the Knicks in the playoffs well, to that. Well, I was just thinking about Kevin Durant and him being a UT guy, and and I and I had this in my brain that I wanted to talk to you about it a little bit, and so I just decided to throw it all all over you. <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, I think that's that's fine. You. I, I mean, told you it was kind of a potpourri kind of a day. Your, your emotions and your rooting interest is is yours and yours alone. I just you wondered if anybody else want. felt that same way. If they if you carry the hatred for the school to your NFL or Major League Baseball or even NBA team, you know, if like if somebody from UT got picked up by the Cowboys, would you? Uh, I can't root for him because he's a Longhorn. Or okay, now he's a Cowboy. I can root for him. Does that make any sense? I think most people are that way. Yeah, that they turn and start rooting for them at that yeah. point once yeah. they're on their team. Once they're on their team, yeah. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's May the 2nd, 2023. With this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. And it starts in 1909. Honus Wagner steals his way around the bases. In the first inning mm-hmm. against the Cubs. It's impressive. So three steals in the first inning. That's fun. At some point, don't you have to be paying attention to him? wonder how he got on base. <laughs> it would be cooler if it was a drop strike three. And he beat the throw. 1923, Major League Baseball Washington Senator Walter Johnson pitches his 100th Shutout. Beats the Yankees 3 to nothing. 1939, New York Yankee Lou Gehrig ends his 2,130 consecutive game streak. Wow. Yankees beat the Detroit Tigers 22 to 2. And I bet we know what's coming up later this week. Yeah, unfortunately. 1941. I'm going to test your history knowledge here, guys. What did Ted Williams hit in 1941? 406. See, I knew you'd get that one, right? Mm-hmm. Today, in 41, he would have his lowest batting average of the season. 
308. 308. So he made it a, almost 100 points, 98 points between the 2nd of May and probably what would have been pretty close to about this 1st or 2nd of September because they didn't really go that deep. Well, maybe a little bit deeper then. Maybe mid-September. His lowest average of the season was a 308. I don't care when he hit it. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. 1978. In the NFL draft, out of the University of Texas, first pick by the Houston Oilers, Earl Campbell. He's a good one. And in 1999, John Elway announces his retirement from the NFL. Hmm. It is National Chocolate Truffle Day. Okay, Jamie, truffle? Can you get behind the truffle? I'm all right with it. Yeah. Happy birthday to The Rock. Turns 51 today. David Beckham is 48. Paul George, 33. Kyle Busch, 38. Pat McAfee, 36. Mm. Neftali Feliz is 35. And Jared Saltalamakia. Which is a name that takes incredibly amount of concentration sure does. to say it correctly. And I'm always surprised when I do. Uh, is 38 today. And on this day, in 2011, Osama bin Laden, the mastermind behind the September 11th attacks mm-hmm. in 2001, is killed by U.S. forces during a raid on the compound hideout in Pakistan. The notorious 54-year-old leader of Al-Qaeda, the terrorist network of Islamic extremists, had been the target of nearly a decade-long international manhunt. And that is this day of sports history. Okay, and I have one special birthday today. Today is the lucky lady's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Happy birthday to my wife, Laura, the lucky lady. I am the lucky guy, though, Jamie. And that is the truth. <laughs> no argument. I mean, I mean, God love her for putting up with this sorry sack for so long. But anyway. I'll also say this. I said his name, so I should probably do this. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one. The Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball. Strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. I think there was a hello wind column in there too. The whole thing's like a minute and a half long. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, the Rangers, it's not the day we're celebrating them going to the World Series. It's Neftali's birthday. I gotcha. I gotcha. I understand. I understand. <laughs> the lucky lady, I don't think she has any uh, highlight like that unless it's. Yeah, but she's got the cheek, ultimate. Tongue, tongue in cheek marrying me. No, no. Four games to two. <laughs> Thought I stopped that. Um, the thing is that while the lucky lady doesn't have a highlight like that, she does have. Oh, Lord. She does. Yes. That is used quite frequently. She does. I mean, who has, I mean, what more could you want, right? Oh, I bet she could a lot of want more than just the yeah, sounder, but that's sure all I Sure couldn't. All right. So happy birthday to her. All right. 6.50 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, the Boston Red Sox season actually ended in 1941 on September the 28th. So it did go a little bit longer than I thought. Okay. okay, and it ended with a double header um, against the Philadelphia Phillies. Red Sox won the opener at Philly and then lost the uh, quote nightcap uh, to finish up the regular year there in 1941. So there you go. It's a Teddy ball game. 
hitting 406. Okay. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, somebody says this. I was at that game. Great win. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, let's see this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, there are guys I hated as Cardinals that became Cubs that I became a big fan of. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. Every once in a while you have to deal with that. You know. Where a guy switches teams from your rival to mm-hmm. team that you root for. Did you feel that way about Wade Boggs to a, to a degree? Eh, I don't ever remember really disliking Wade Boggs. Okay. Jim, yeah. tell me, when he went from the from Cleveland to Chicago, that, that took a minute to adjust to he was a longtime White Sox killer I mean Jim Tomey is another great example I mean he is if you're a White Sox fan of guys that are in the Hall of Fame that everybody knows was roiding everybody knows yeah we're not gonna put Bonds and Clements in it's just so dumb mm-hmm. I mean just so ignorant no, I, I I agree with you. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's time for those guys, you know, to. Uh, I think to we be should in. start voting out the voters. <laughs> well, I've been on that say, bandwagon for thought, quite some time. I thought you were going to say voting out some of the Hall of Famers. It's just so dumb. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. They cheated, but so did so many other people in yeah, that era. It's just not even close. No, how just, how would you sit back and pick and choose? over the personalities of the guys is just so dumb. Mm-hmm. So childish. Mm-hmm. It is. It's yeah. embarrassing for baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, six, and Bonds has even admitted it now, right? Clement still hasn't, but Bonds has. I have no idea. Uh, okay. I'll, I'm going to take your word for it. I don't know. I, I don't recall. I don't recall that. I, I think I he's danced. Like, I think he's danced around it. Um, which is still exponentially closer than Clements has ever gotten. He just blamed it on his wife. That was nice. The roids that were coming to the house were for her. Happy birthday, Mrs. Clemens. You know, yeah. uh, it was hers. Well, and who else did that? Peyton Manning kind of did that too, didn't he? Didn't he have a he had a suspicious package as well? Oh, that was, that was for Mrs. Manning. <laughs> I want to. I want to say there was. I want to say I have there was. No idea. I want to say there was something there as Peyton well. Manning did not look like a steroid <laughs> user. That's for no, but his head was huge. Maybe all his head growth was in his I forehead. Think his head was huge all the time. Yes. <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, was it necessarily? You know, he didn't have the the body of a of a bodybuilder, so to speak, did he? My money stretch of the imagination. 6.53 this morning here on the morning drive. We'll have baseball on the air for you tonight. Astros and the Giants at 6.40. And then the Rangers and the D-backs tonight at 6.30 here on Double T 97.3. And then King Craig says this, let Pete Rose in. I feel differently about Pete Rose. I I really do. I, I mean, I think what Pete did was not as bad as what the cheaters did mm-hmm. in steroid users, but his actions and in a, his arrogance and inability to admit a mistake and come clean with the truth yeah. makes me say, nah, he doesn't deserve it. 
He couldn't. He could never grow up and admit he made a mistake. He, even today, and he's yeah. in well into his eighties at this point in time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If he'd have, if he'd have almost said right away, uh, he had every they they major league baseball him. wanted yes. so much to let him in. Yes. Yes. Just yes. come clean. Yes. Yes. Yep. And I think I think if he'd have come clean even before. Um, Bart Giamani suspended him. There's probably a likelihood that he may not even been suspended for as long as he was. Let's also remember I mean, he was banned, obviously, but let's also remember he agreed to the ban. Yeah, right. He agreed to it. Yes. And then didn't like it. And then didn't like it. Well, you agreed. Uh, did he to have this. a choice? Uh, it was part of a, an agree, like a, a I don't want to say a plea agreement at the time, but he was also suing what did he to get, get out of the investigation. What did he get for mm-hmm. agreeing to the ban? Yeah. They were going to be able to reevaluate it later. Well, they've continued to uh, stick with the original agreement. Just because he's just been so, you know, uh, insistent on uh, on not being compliant. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Yates Flooring Center chat line of the Visual Edge IT hotline with Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. Time to crack the code! All right, so every day at uh, 7.15 here on the Morning Drive, and then later on this afternoon at 4.15 on Tech Talk, you have a chance to crack the code. And sandwiched in between is the crack the code times on 100.7, the score at 10.15 during the end of the bench and at 1.15 during Jamie's appearance of The Bottom Line with Clint Scott. We ask you to go to doubleT973.com, enter into the contest that we call Crack the Code. It's presented by the Home Zone where they make your house a home. You put in the five digits. If you get it correctly... And we're going to go to the Visual Edge IT hotline in just a second. If you get it correctly, right now, we'll scratch you out a check for $1,000. All right? Nice. Nice. And since we're a local company, we don't have to send it off to Sheboygan uh, with the Social Security number and everything. Our man, Keith, right down the hall, he's got the checkbook. He'll put the, uh, the name on it, and uh, we'll have it up front for you. So we go to the Visual Edge IT hotline where we find Daryl. Daryl, thank you for being a Morning Drive listener, and thank you for uh, participating in Crack the Code. What uh, What's your guess this morning, Daryl? Uh, good morning, guys. Morning. My guess this morning is 35802. 35802. All right, Daryl. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to tell you I have three numbers right. I'm going to tell you that two of them are in the correct order. And I'm going to tell you the number 3 at the beginning is right in the correct order. Okay, so you have two other numbers right in there, one of them is in the right spot. So, so those are the hints I can give you now. Yeah. It didn't so correct. So 3 the code. is definitely the first number. Yeah. So you got two more chances to for everyone today to go online, and we've given you some hints there. All right. So, Daryl, thank you for participating, and thanks for listening uh, to The Morning Drive. Crack the Code, presented by Double T 97.3 and The Home Zone, where they make your house the home. Next opportunity to do this is uh, at 10.15 on uh, the end of the bench with Choice Women and Jeff Haxton. That'll be on 100.7 The Score, and then 
at 1.15 today and then at 4.15 today with our good friends Aaron Dickens and Dr. Mike Gustafson. And somebody at the end of this promotion is going to have a chance to win $5,000. And everybody who enters, even if you do it just one time, you're automatically qualified to win the $5,000 in cash. We're not talking about trade dollars here. We're talking about cold, hard cash. We'll write you a check. Then it wouldn't just be a check. It wouldn't be cold, hard cash. Well, you can go turn it into cold, hard cash was going to be my point. If you so desired. Okay. Right. But the two are different. You got to wait for the check to clear. Yeah. And it's going to. Like, Keith has got a lot of money, so we're fine. You can can just probably take it right down to the bank and... Turn it right into me. It, no, I couldn't. It, no, turn no, it right down there. That would be a bad cash. Uh, Seven nineteen this morning here on the morning drive. Thanks for uh, being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety seven three dot com. All right, uh, we were talking about this earlier about when your team drafts players or gets players from other teams. How do you feel about them? Somebody had said this. I still hated Dion and T.O. when they played for Dallas. Hey, do you think it's um, do you think it's a bit rich for Dion to be critical of NFL teams for quote only drafting one historically black college player? I guess in the I don't know in the whatever. I mean, do you think it's critical? Do you think it's fair for him to be critical when he left? When he left. An HBC college and doesn't want any criticism for that, and and he bettered himself by going to Colorado, and I have no issue with it. It's just why why does he feel like he gets the the right to take shots at others for not quote selecting uh, those players, which I guess they determined that they weren't good enough to play in the National Football League. Chuck, what's Dion about? Well, Dion's about Dion. What are we doing right now? I was just asking. Just asking. We're talking about Dion. Just, just asking. A question. Which is the only thing in the world Dion Sanders wants is people talking about Dion. Okay, I'll hang up and listen, Jamie. <laughs> I mean, do you? It's as. I, I I mean, Dion is definitely you know always likes the drama, all all the above. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why I want to see see this fail badly in in at Colorado, um, and it's it's a subject that it's just it's the way the world is right now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to get me canceled, so I'm just going to shut up. Oh, I'm not trying to get you canceled. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not trying to. But get I'm you just going to shut up. Okay. Okay. I just think he's being hypocritical. You know? Okay. Sure. You know, I just think he's, I mean, if you, I, if you want to be critical of teams not drafting players, okay, that it's, it's all subjective, right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, they draft who they think are the better players. Right. They're trying to get to the Super yeah, they Bowl. They don't care where they came from. No. They get them from all walks of life. They don't <laughs> yeah, care. Right. Stop trying to make it about a white-black issue. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. They don't care where they came from. Right. They don't care. They can play. They'll yeah. they'll draft them if yep. they if they don't think they can play they won't draft them. Stop yeah. trying to turn everything into racism. Yeah, if they if uh, if if we go to Mars or when we get to Mars and we find up there that they've got a 
six seven Martian that can dunk. Guess what? We'll, we'll, we'll draft him. <laughs> We're gonna. He'll be. He'll. You think about name. I don't image, care what college he comes from. I don't care if he comes from an <laughs> Ivy League school or a historically black college. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's can he play? Yeah. That's what they're looking for. Right. right. Can he shoot? Can he dribble? Can he hit? Can he throw a touchdown? Can he catch? Can he block? Can he? Can he? Like all the NFL the owners edge? got together and said, we don't want any from those colleges. Yeah. Just stop. 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 Just stop. I want to get off the train. 722. Me too. 722 this morning here on the morning drive. Sorry. Sorry I brought it up, Jeff. <laughs> but in, in, in a way, I'm not because I do think that I do think it's rich for him to to say what he said when when he just left. It's like, oh, wait a minute, dude, if you want to if you want to make that comment when you're still the head coach. OK, I get it. But you're not the head coach there anymore. In it fact, would still you, be dumb if he was still the head coach. It would still carry your way. It would still be dumb, but at least it would make a little bit more sense, right? Let's in a, in a rewind way. this even further. Where'd he go to school? Florida State. Florida State. They're not one of those schools, right? No. 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 But so can, he's a hypocrite yeah. twice. Yeah. Can you? And it's fine. Dion wants to talk about Dion and us talking about Dion and Lysa's talking about Dion. Yeah. Congratulations. Dion, we've been talking about you. Can you imagine, though, the uh, NIL money or the, as you say, pay-for-play money that a seven-foot Martian could get if, if there was one? They wouldn't be able to jump very high because the gravity's lower Can on you Mars. think about that? Man, wouldn't that be so strong? their muscles wouldn't be as strong? So maybe not as much as you think. Well, maybe they developed. I, I got to think that if you had, if you had a seven-foot Martian on your It'd be basketball bad, team, better to actually go the other way. Because I think that'd be pretty valuable. You could that jump would, higher on Mars than you could here. I think you'd get a lot of you get a lot of extra attendance people that would come see the Martian. Maybe so. <laughs> I don't know. Also, the last Martian we've all seen was Marvin the Martian. He just wanted to keep blowing us up, so maybe not quite so much. Uh, the other day, I was scrolling through the TV, and the old TV show My Favorite Martian was on. Did you ever watch My Favorite Martian? I did not. Okay, is that a good one? Yeah, he had little antenna that came out of his ears, you know, and he was, he had, I mean, it was, it was kind of in the same vein as uh, Bewitched, you know, but he was a Martian. Okay. And Bill Bigsby uh, was the, uh, was the nephew of the, of the, of the Martian, so to speak. He was my favorite Martian. He had a guy that he lived with and his a younger guy. And Bill Bigsby would become the Incredible Hulk, maybe because... He was around the Martian too much, and the Martian gave mm. him those waves, okay, mm. and put him in a spot where he would become the Incredible Hulk. Okay, well. There you go. So so you're saying if we had a Martian playing center, that there's a good chance that our power forward could turn into the Incredible Hulk. Yeah! How yeah. about that? <laughs> the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, so apparently I'm in a mood to talk about Red Raider football this week. Okay. Um, I'm going back to, to Red Raider football, really Big 12 football as a whole. I'm really excited about the upcoming season. I feel like it's wide open. Yeah. yeah. I really do, and I feel like the Red, the Red Raiders are in a good spot, so... I'm really excited about the upcoming season. So my question today is, so we got four newcomers coming in. We're all excited and anxious and 
to see and to see what they're like. I want you to rank them where you think they're going to finish this year. Those four newcomers. Oh, the four newcomers. Okay. I was when you said four newcomers, I'm like, I think we've got more than four new players, but it's the new teams. Yes. <laughs> four new teams. Okay. So yes. that would be Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, and uh, Central Florida, right? Correct. Those are my four. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, sometimes I was always one that wanted to know, you know, how much, how many points or how, what percentage of the class is attendance and classroom participation, because I knew that I could do that. And then, like, when you put your name on the ACT, you got a certain number of points for that. Mm. Okay. So all those, all those things were critical for me just to be able to kind of get down the road. All right. Is that where you got into the mode of the classroom participation thing that you just feel like if you say more, you're going to get a better grade? Just participate. Okay. Just participate. Because I always hated the classes where classroom participation was a key. Well, generally, it was generally the ones where I needed it to be higher. It was only five percent. Yeah. Okay. It was like, well, I, can, I got that five. I got that nailed. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I could because I, I didn't skip school in college. I went. To, I went to class. Um, and so if it, I feel like if I always felt like that should be higher, and the classroom participation should be higher than the actual learning of anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what I. That's kind of what I felt like. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel like it was fair for you know. You know, Susan down the hall or down the aisle there that was smart as a whip that, you know, decided to come when she wanted to could get an A and I'm slugging it out for a C minus. Well, that's life. Mm hmm. I learned that. I learned that. Some people are just flat out more talented than you or smarter oh, than you. Oh, there's no doubt. Oh, yeah. There's, there's born no, taller than you. There's no or doubt. More handsome than you, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or answer the question that they were just asked. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, if I did, I say 830. If I did, I'm sorry. It's 730 three this morning all right houston four okay ucf three cincinnati two and byu one okay byu cincinnati ucf and houston houston is used to playing power five schools they play a lot of them uh, in their non-conference or at least they try to every year um and Cincinnati has has done some similar things in, with Big Ten schools. I don't think they will have as much trouble adjusting to the Big 12 as UCF will. So I'm going to go BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and then, UC, uh, and then UCF. I think they're going to run into the gauntlet that is the Big 12 the first year. Read them again, Jeff. BYU, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Houston... UCF. So we just flip-flop Houston and UCF. Okay, I'm like way different than you guys. I have UCF number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just look at where they've been and where they recruit and their athletes. I think they're going to have no no trouble transitioning to the Big 12. I'm not saying they're going to win it or be a top four team this year, but I think they're going to transition just fine. BYU always plays a tough schedule. They're number two on my list um i'm not nearly as low on houston as you guys are houston's three on my list i think cincinnati takes a major step back they've lost their coach um they had a ton of guys transfer out i just think cincinnati is it's gonna be and i I don't think suddenly being in the big 12 is just gonna do great things for them as far as recruiting wise i just don't and so i'm gonna put cincinnati a team that was you know, a dominant team just a couple seasons ago. 
I'm going to put them as finishing fourth in the in that group of four. Okay. Yep. Wow. So UCF, BYU, Houston, Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. I I wouldn't mind seeing Cincinnati get knocked down. Uh, oh to, no no! I want Houston. To, uh, I, I want think, Kansas to be owning Houston in the Big Twelve <laughs> in football. Like Kansas goes cool win every year. Like it's it's free space on bingo goes from Manhattan. From uh, Lawrence, Kansas, to Houston. Why That's is it that everybody I, that comes from Houston and leaves Houston hates the University of Houston? Yeah, because Dickens is that way too. Everybody that's a Houston native hates the University of Houston. You can answer, Jeff. I, you're, you're the one. You're the, you're the guy. <laughs> it, it's a lot to do with the attitude that the people that go there have that they think they are bigger than they are when if you were to ask anybody that lives in Houston what's the most important school in the state of Texas they're going to say Texas and then A&M for the Houston area one two tech is probably third in Houston I'm not sure where Cougar High ranks in the hierarchy of LSU might be higher in importance in the city of Houston than the University of Houston is but because they, the people that go there have such a very high opinion of themselves that they think they're the most important thing in the city with the Texans and the Astros and all the other college programs that are followed throughout the state in the city of Houston. Yeah, they're last on this list. It's definitely a situation where they're, as far as the fan, fans of Houston, they're like the least importance, it feels, it feels like. You know, with the Texans and the Astros being number one as far as professional sports teams go. Would you say? Would you them. say though that if you had, if you ranked this, the Houston sports fan in terms of just the casual, the general Houston sports fan, would they go? Would they go? Texans, Astros, Rockets. Now Rockets can move up when they start winning. If they ever start winning again, mm-hmm. because when they were winning titles, they were huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, Houston's a pro team town first. Sure. And then, Probably A and M over Texas. Okay, that's why that's where I was going. It's it like, it which, might be close. Okay, and then I like those two back to back. I would put Tech and LSU probably in the same category there, because of proximity for LSU to Houston, of interest and SEC schools and ties and all of that. I don't even know how TCU might have more fans in Houston than the University of Houston does. Wow. But yet, but yet they have a pretty. I mean, it's a commuter school. They have a lot of people that go to school there. Yeah, they just don't care about sports. They don't care about sports. Yeah. yeah. Or they don't care about their sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. University of Houston sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I, I think I agree with this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, I wonder how much losing Luke Fickle will hurt Cincinnati. Uh, they will take a step back. I, I think there's some truth to that. But you still picked them second. Yeah, but I, I think... Yeah, the, I, I agree totally. That's over, why I have the, them last on my list. Over the test of time. I just don't know if they're going to take that immediate step back this next year. Okay. You know, because um, mm-hmm. I think there's probably still a lot of great players that are there, but I think kind of moving forward, will they regress more back to which, a 6-6 six and six kind of football team, 7-5 and five program? Which of the four schools do you think is going to be boosted the most by UCF. being in the Big 12? UCF. That's what I think, too. Yeah. Yeah, UCF. Yeah. They will be the sleeping giant, I think, this year 
where they kind of get it'll be intriguing to athletes in the state of florida it's sure like, oh hey power five conference you mm-hmm. know something different you know i don't have know? to go to florida i don't have to go to florida state yeah. i don't have to go to miami something you know, different i, and I can right play here. in a major conference yeah mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah and and by i mean and, and being a major conference and, and they're a major school i mean they're not just i mean they're not just you know opening up you know with hey we're getting started here with uh you know a few classes no they're they're a full-fledged real deal uh this i used to have no issue with houston but i had a buddy who really wanted tech to hire dana and he was so obnoxious about how tech's going to regret it and he's going to kill it there so i just want them to be terrible while he's there yeah i i wonder what the shelf life is for dana holgerson at houston feel it feels like that is getting shorter and shorter each year yeah and it seems like it's 50 50 mm-hmm. like he doesn't love it there either yeah uh, this, when I was last in Houston, there were A&M logos all over the place, but I barely ever saw a UH or a Cougar. I, I do think um, the Houston basketball program will continue to thrive, and even when Kelvin Sampson is done coaching there, that being in the Big 12 will, will make it a big deal. Um, I'm not sure about the baseball. I can't speak to that. Uh, the football, I just don't think it's ever going to be dominant. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio here in downtown Lubbock. Look forward to hearing from you on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. We'll have baseball on the air for you today. 6.40, 6.40, the broadcast time for Astros and the G-Men, the Giants. They don't call them really the G-Men. They call them the G-Men with the New York football Giants, but not the baseball Giants. They just call them the Giants. Well, we'll have that for you tonight on 100.7, the score. And then the Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight from Arlington. That'll be a 6.30 broadcast and a 7 o'clock or so first pitch. Day baseball for both teams tomorrow. Astros at 12.40 and the Rangers at 12.30 uh, the teams I just mentioned all involved tomorrow. So have a little day baseball for you uh, for tomorrow and the night baseball uh, tonight. No midweek games this week. Uh, Jamie, they're playing and they got a special dispensation, I guess, to play during finals this year uh, with uh, Sam Houston State uh, coming to town this week. And so that'll be a Friday, Saturday and Sunday affair. That's, yeah, that's been, good. They've been doing that for a few years now. Okay. I yeah. for more than more than couple not sure okay but really. it's been been it's the, i know it's not the first year not not the first year okay um but no midweek uh this week is this is this a good time for a, a no midweek just to kind of sort of reset the deck after the disappointment from over the weekend um i mean i you know coach tadlock may have a completely different opinion than me um but I feel, me personally, I'd like to see the team back out there um, as soon as possible after Sunday. So I don't feel like it's the best time. I just feel like they need to get that bad taste out of their mouth and get mm-hmm. out there and um, work on some things. So Coach Tadlock might have a different opinion. Maybe he feels like his team's a little tired and it's good for them to maybe let him get away for a day this week and just have no baseball. I'm not I'm not really sure. Um, but... Um, yeah, just after the way things went on Sunday, it's it's a 
awful taste in the mouth. So I, I'd love to see him back back out there. But that's just me from a fan's perspective. Um, do you get? Do you have any kind of sense or feel for for kind of the 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 sense of urgency or the um, desire? I mean, I, I desire. I, I can't ask you to measure that because you don't. You don't. Yeah, know. I'm also not going to question it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't mean to question. I guess. Well, just, but if you're asking, you're questioning. No, no, no. That's not. That's that's the. I used the wrong word. That's not the word. That's not yeah. the word I meant. I guess, um, the. I don't know. Just it just it. I don't know. It may, may I'm I'm I, off, I'm, I, off, I'm off base with my question because I, I I can't I can't describe my question of, of what I wanted where I wanted to go. So I think change. the guys care. I think they want to win. I think they want to play better. I think they're. I think they were really disappointed about the other night. Um, how they handle that, that's, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, unfortunately. Yeah. But I, I do think they were bothered by what went down the other day. So here's here's the question I had for you um, before I went down my rambling road here. Um, is is this a kind of a function of where the football team was a few years ago and when it, when it was really young? And I heard I heard the discussion yesterday on, on 100.7 The Score of this a little bit where there was a period of time where it seemed like the football team was really young and you're like, this team needs to get older. And now it's gotten a little bit older. Maybe it's a little bit better. You've improved your talent base. Is that is that a function of what we're seeing maybe with this baseball team? Is it, it just it needs to get a little bit older? Um, you're young in the field and at the plate. You're not necessarily young on the mound. For the most part, I would say the bigger issue is what's going on on the mound. And that's really not a youth thing. At the plate, I feel like at times you're not as dialed in all the time and you're not battling all the time. You don't have maybe a sense of urgency as much. Well, we've got a two-run lead, you know. Or we're up 3-0 in the second. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the sense of urgency kind of goes away. And then the next thing you know, it's tied. You know, you're not adding inning after inning after inning after inning, putting pressure on a pitching staff. Um, and I think youth factors in there. The offense to me, although, I mean, truly Friday and Saturday, you weren't great offensively. Sunday, you weren't great offensively, really. I mean, I know you ended up with eight runs, but... Um, so you came through with some big hits, so maybe that's not fair for me to say. But, you know, through the first two days, you would score just seven runs, and you're an offense averaging nine runs a game. And um, so you wouldn't say that they were hot offensively by any stretch of the imagination. I, I just think – I do think the youth thing is factoring in offensively. But, again, the offense really hasn't been the biggest issue this year. It's more on the mound. I think the bigger issue than this team needing to get older – is the disappointment of having pitchers that haven't progressed. Key, key guys that haven't taken a step forward for you. Some have, some haven't. Um, it took Mason Molina a while before I feel like he and, – and he's pitching his best baseball right now. Last two weekends have been terrific. But it took a while before he really just took off and was really, really good. I mean, you're still searching for Brendan Gurton to get there. I mean, that's that was one of the guys that you felt like this is this is one of our dudes, if not the dude, heading into the year. 
And I just don't know where you are with Brandon Gurton right now. A, a young man struggling with his confidence, it, it appears. I don't think there's any question there. Um, so it's it's more guys that didn't, in my opinion, you know, and I could be completely wrong. Others may have different opinions, but it's it's pitchers that haven't taken a step forward this year that that's been the biggest biggest disappointment, biggest reason that you're 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 meddling in the middle. Meddling. Mm-hmm. And then. You know, and Trendon Parrish is another guy that's come on for you too. Yeah, he really has. Trendon, that's a, it's a good point, and and it feels like he's starting to take a step forward. Just hoping that he can keep that up and the consistency there. And you know, Zane Petty, a young freshman, I was I was pleased with his performance on Sunday, and uh, I feel like he's trending in the right direction. So there's there's guys that are that are pitching well that have you know taken a step forward, but just some of them haven't. You know. Um, even Kyle Robinson, I think, is throwing well right now, and it feels like he's he's getting to a good point with where he's at. But, I mean, remember, you started him on opening day thinking, okay, this guy, who I agree, looks like he's he's got the, the build and the stuff, and he's going to be a stud. And, you know, but he got you got, I don't remember, even remember, two innings out of him this weekend. Hmm. You know, if he's one of your hosses, you, you want to get more than two innings. You really needed, again, Girton and Robinson, one of those guys you expected, if not both of those guys, to be starters and studs for you on the weekend. And you haven't gotten that. And so and because of that, you know, Trendon Parrish has jumped into that role, and now you have a freshman starting on Sunday. And um, he's he's going to be a little bit up and down because he's a freshman. So, um, again, I don't look to the youth and the pitching staff as much as I do. Certain pitchers just haven't stepped forward like others have. 810 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Your thoughts, Yates Flooring Center chat line. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at Double T 97.3.com.